<laughs> so how do I follow that, huh? <laughs> I think I just need to say amen and we can go home. How about that? Happy Father's Day. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers, soon-to-be fathers, amen. Uh, give a shout-out to my, my father. <laughs> give a shout-out to my dad. Dad, love you. Happy Father's Day. And and uh, wish we could be with, wish we, uh, our family could be with you today. And we love you. Thank you so much for the things you've sown into our lives as a family. And amen. Love you. Amen. God is good. And I'm going to thank Dr. Savell. He just got in at midnight last night. And so he's resting this morning. He's been gone for, I think, almost two weeks. So he's resting. So we say happy Father's Day to Dr. Savell as well. And, and not just being a, 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 a father, but a spiritual father. And so grateful for the great things that he's sown into our lives. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. <clears throat> and although I'm going to be addressing fathers, I'm really, this is really for all of us because we are all leading something, directing something, influencing people. You know, uh, at the end of the service, just to kind of prepare you, so you can prepare your hearts as the word comes forth, we're going to be taking communion today. So just as, as we, just as, as you're hearing the word, we're, we're, that's, where, that's where we're headed. We're going, to, we're going to take communion today. And it's like, yeah, on Father's Day, we're going to take communion, you know. And as fathers, and really in life in general, you know, there can be so much pressure on us, whether you're a father, whether you're a mother, whoever in life, in business, whatever, you can have so many pressures on you as young people, children, uh, going to school, college, whatever it be. There could be so many unforeseen pressures that we that we face, pressures that we have, pressures that we have to to uh, things we have to live up to, people we have to be, and, and and so much there can be such a pressure on us to. To have to be something specific and, 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 and be this kind of father, be that kind of father, or be this type of person. And, and we can pressure ourselves to try to measure up to a world standard. Measure up to what other people think we should be instead of really, what does is, what is, what is God desire us to be in life? And in John chapter 8, verse 28, says, Then said Jesus unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man... Then shall you know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. Now, listen to that. I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Now, I want to just lay this thought in, your, in, in our thinking as, as we begin here. He says, I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me. You see, Jesus, he modeled the Father. He taught what the Father taught him. He modeled what he taught, and he taught what he modeled. Let me say it again. He modeled what he taught, and he taught what he modeled. You know, there's so many things that in, in life as fathers or as people, we can, we can try to be, think 
our children or think people around us need certain things or want certain things. I, I appreciate the things that I, I learned from my father. You know, uh, we, we didn't go camping a whole lot, but my dad was more into sports. So, you know, I love, I love, you know, being able to do different things with my father, whether it was catch, whether it was going to a game, whatever it is. I, I, I love that. I, I, I wasn't, I didn't grow up, um, I grew up on the water, but I didn't grow up. People said, well, did you fish a lot? Well, actually, I, I didn't fish a lot, but, but, you know, if you want to know, know how to fish, you, you go to Vic. You know, if I, if I have any pointers I need on fishing, I, I go to Vic. Vic's, Vic's a fisherman. But, but you want to know about crabbing? I, I grew up in Maryland. I know how to crab. I know, I know how to crab. You know, in, in Maryland, we have the best crabs. Now, the golf, you know, you have the best shrimp, but, but in Maryland, you mean Chesapeake Bay, Miles River, I mean, our crabs were, were, were huge. And these are blue crabs. These aren't those long, these aren't, these aren't Alaskan king. These are, these are blue crabs, backfin crab meat, nothing like it. Oh, some good stuff. <laughs> You, you know, you want to, you want to know how to, you know, you want to know how to crab. I can, I can teach you how to crab because, because my father modeled on how to crab. You know, we would, we would, we had a boat growing up and, and, you know, I knew how to, you know, trot line, you know, and you take, take the, take the rope when, you know, we, we did it kind of old school. We would take milk jugs and we put a milk jug on one side, empty milk jug on one side and an empty milk one on the other. And in between we'd take salted eels in between and you put it through and the, the, you know, it'd be an anchor on the rope here and there. So, so you put the little rope over the little spool and so as you go really slow the 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 rope would go over it and and we would stand there and just dipping crabs dipping crabs I had friends that did that when they when they were 14 15 years old they get up at four in the morning before school and they'd make three hundred dollars a day before the sun came up 14 15 years old a group on the water doing crab there's there's some great money in crabbing so, but, but I'm saying that my, my father modeled this and so I, I knew how to I knew how to do that and, and, I, and I appreciate all the things that, that I did. I appreciate the vacations we went on. I appreciate all the examples that, and the things that they did in my life. But you know what I'm most appreciative right now? I'm appreciative of how ultimately they walked and showed me God. See, there's a lot of things that we can model. There's a lot of things that we can, we can teach our children. There's a lot of things that we can do. But the most important thing is, is modeling our relationship with our Heavenly Father. And, that, and that's what Jesus did here. And, and like I said, model what you teach and teach what you model. It's, it's so important because, because your kids pick up on hypocrisy. Your people you work with pick up on your hypocrisy. Do you have a, do you have a coat you wear at church? And do you have a different coat you wear at home? This, this is so important because, because we have to, as whether you're a, a father in the natural or whether you're a spiritual father or whether you're, a, you're directing other people's lives, influencing other people's lives, we have to come to a place, are we modeling what we teach and are we teaching what we model? I never want my, my son to, to, to say, well, you know, he's, he was one way in the pulpit and another way at home. I would never say, I would never want to be out in public and, and then someone say, well, that's Pastor Justin. They're like, wow, he's a pastor. I don't want that said about me. Let's keep reading here in John chapter, John chapter eight. Verse 31 says, then said Jesus to those Jews, which believed on him. Now, now think this is all in the same context. Okay. 
Then Jesus said to the Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. How sayest thee you shall be made free? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whoever commits sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. If the son there shall, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you're Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak that which I have seen of my father. Remember, teach what you model, model what you teach. And you do that which you have seen with your father. They answered and they said, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. If you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. Now think about, think about this. He, they were saying, we're Abraham's children, but, but what is Jesus saying? But you're not doing what Abraham did. You're, you're telling me where you're from. You're telling me who you're, who you're about. But, but what I'm not seeing is I'm not seeing the heart of Abraham. This might be a little deep for a Father's Day message this morning, but just stay with me. I, I believe we just open our hearts so the Holy Spirit is going to minister something into each one of us this morning that will, will take us higher. You see, we, there's, so many, there's so many role models. I didn't say there's so many good role models. I said there's so many role models. There's so many things that influence, influence us on a daily basis. There's so many things that are influencing our children on a on daily basis. Music, entertainment, movies, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. There's so many things that are role models for our children. But I have to ask myself, are there enough father models? Are there enough father models? You see, we, we, we need father models even in the, the Apostle Paul said this, he said, he goes, you have 10,000 teachers or you have 10,000 instructors in Christ. And I believe he was saying from the standpoint, there's so many people that can teach you different things about Christ. But he says, there's not many, fa- you don't have many fathers. I, I think there needs to be some, some, some fathers stepping up into the body of Christ. Amen. I believe there needs to be some fatherly models. I, I believe that, and, and that's not, I'm not just talking to men, all right? I'm talking about, I'm talking about, when I say fatherly models, I'm talking about models that represent the father. Yes. Fathers that represent, fathers that represent our heavenly father. Amen. Some fatherly models. Let's not just be a role model. It's great to, to hang out with your children. It's great to, to do things with your children. It's great to go places. It's great to go on vacation. It's great to play catch. It's great to do those things. But, but what things are you imparting to them from the Father? What, what things are, is our world seeing about our Heavenly Father? See, so the, the people that were following Jesus at that time, they said, Jesus tells them, He goes, he goes, you're not doing the works of Abraham. Let's go to Genesis 22. Genesis 22. Father, father models. Genesis 22. 
Now here in chapter 22 of Genesis, we Abraham wakes up and he tells him, Abraham, go to a place and a land that I'll show you. Let's pick this up in verse 4. On the third day, Abraham looked up and he saw the place in the distance, reading the Amplified. And Abraham said to his servants, settle down and stay here with the donkey. And I and the young man will go yonder and worship and come again to you. I love this. And, and this is what just went off on the inside of my heart a couple weeks ago as I was praying about today. That, that whole, me and the lad will go and worship. Me and the lad will go and worship. Wow. Me and the lad will go and worship. Me and my son, we're going to go worship. What better, what, what better model that we can display to the next generation? See, you're, you and I, we're called. This is whether you're a father, a mother, it doesn't matter. We're fatherly examples. Heavenly Father examples. What, what a great thing that we can deposit into our children. Let us go and worship. Me and the lad are going to go and worship. And come again to you. Then Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on the shoulders of Isaac. Meaning, I love this because he has his son involved in the worship. And he took the fire in his own hand and a knife and the two of them went on together and Isaac said to Abraham my father and he said here I am my son Isaac said see here are the fire the wood but where is the lamb for the burnt sacrifices I can be like uh oh <laughs> uh oh <laughs> I see these things but where's the sacrifice see this let me know that Isaac this wasn't just a one time event this wasn't just one time that this happened this wasn't just a isolated instant instance this was, so he, Isaac knew something, Art. He knew something about worship. Yes. He said, me and the lad are going to go worship. And Isaac even says, hey, 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 now usually when we do this, we have the fire and we have the wood and we have a sacrifice, but there's no sacrifice. Something's wrong with this picture. Now you have to understand, this, this isn't Isaac as, as like a, a, little, a little boy um, wrapped in swaddling clothes and he puts on there and, and Isaac doesn't have a say-so in this. And you're like, why not? Well, if you, have a, if you have an 18-month-old, could you put all the wood on his back? So this is talking about someone that's, that's possibly between the age, ages of 13 and 25 years of age, some scholars say. But yet, he's involved in the worship. <clears throat> and Isaac said to Abraham, my father, and he said, here I am, son. And see, here is the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb for the burnt sacrifice? And Abraham said, my son, God himself will provide a lamb for the burnt offering. So the two went on together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld thy son, thy only son from me. 
And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold him a ram caught him in the thicket by the horns and Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh as it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven a second time and said, By myself have I sworn, says the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemy, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Now, now, now let's take this back to what Jesus said. I see, I know Abraham's your father, but you're not doing the works of Abraham. You're not modeling the works of Abraham. What was Jesus saying? You've left out something important. See, you've, you, you, you're about religion, but you're not about the relationship. You're about the show, but you're not about the intimacy. You're about what you do in a particular place, but you're not about it when you do it at home. I know this, this can be strong, it can be kind of heavy, but, but, but the, what we need to model, more, and I'm saying, do, do the things that, that, that with people, build relationships, do all those things, but, but make sure you're always somehow, some way pointing to worship, pointing something to a heavenly father, pointing someone to God, pointing someone to, to, to eternity, pointing someone to, to, the, to, to your strength, pointing someone to, to your salvation. Me and the lad will go and worship. I'm telling you, our children need to see us worship. People around you need to see you worship. They need to hear your heart of worship. Go over to Joshua chapter 24. Joshua 24. Joshua 24, verse 3. It says, And I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood, and I led him throughout all of the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. Actually, we need to read verse 2. And Joshua said unto the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, so Joshua is saying it, but, but who's really saying it? The Lord, right? Your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time. Even Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nahor, and they served other gods. And I took your father, Abraham, from the other side of the flood and led him through all the land of Canaan, and I multiplied his seed and I gave him Isaac. Now, I love how it brings this out because we see the fact that, that Abraham didn't have a model to follow. You see, maybe, you're, maybe, maybe you, it's time for you to make a shift in the next generation. Maybe you, you know, I, I didn't want to come to, I had a great childhood, I had a great family, but, but also I say, like Dr. Siddell said, there's no bridges that's going to live like this bridges. Because I'm called to leave, leave a legacy. You're called to leave a legacy. Abraham was called to leave a legacy. 
But see, the legacy that you're called might not be just all things that you might do in the natural. The legacy that you're born to live is something that has eternal value. And I love this because he said, he said Abraham's parents worshipped somewhere else, like in old time, before the flood. Like they did before the flood. And here it says, but, I, but yet Abraham... Now, if you go through this, it talks about different time periods. It talks about Moses. It talks about this people. And it talks about this people. And he talks about this people. And every single one of them has to do with some sort of worship. But then it gets down to verse 24. It says, now, therefore. So he said all those things. And he started early on. And part of that, what we just, just read, he said, now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which were your, your father served or were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose lands you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You see, it has to, it, there ha, we have to, we have to be examples of worship. We have to be examples of worship. You see, we have to, you see, because he said it wasn't, don't serve the gods of, of before the flood and also don't serve the gods of the land that you're living in. See, we have to break out. You, we have to, in, you have to intentionally break out of the mold that you're trying to be shaped in. The world is trying to fit you into its mold as Romans chapter 12 says, but it says, don't be conformed to this world, Right? But be renewed by the renewing of your mind. So as, as a fatherly example, a, a, a father example in your home or a father example to the world, we have to demonstrate this aspect of worship. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. See, you have as a father, as a father, as, a, as an example in the world, you're going to have to make a decision of absolutes. Now, this is how the rest of the world does it. But you know what? This is how we're going to do it. <laughs> You're like, well, Pat, couldn't you speak something inspiring, make me happy this morning? Just, just bear, bear with me. I'm accountable to him for what, what I'm supposed to preach, all right? Because I'm telling you, we, 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 we need to be a model that reflects our Heavenly Father. Because what Jesus modeled what he taught, and he taught what he modeled, and he modeled the Father. He he modeled worship. But seek first the kingdom of God, right? Seek first the kingdom of God. That wasn't just a a message that, that Jesus taught one day that something that sounded good it was something he heard from the father it was something he taught from the father but he also modeled it people we have to model the right things we have to model the right things we, we have to We have to model aspects of holiness. We have to model aspects of 
truth. We have to, we have to model love. We have to, we have to model how, how we treat our spouses. So often I hear, well, I don't want my, 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 my child to grow up with me, grow up like me. We'll stop being like you've been. Well, I don't want to grow up like my father. Well, don't be like your father was. You have to model something different. I'm telling you, don't, and I'm telling you, if you're, you're on the phone with different people and talking to different people, I'm telling you, don't, don't all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're preaching one thing to them on the phone. Next thing you get off, you're acting totally different. And all of a sudden they're like, okay, where, where was that God that I was hearing of you a few minutes ago? And we wonder why our society is broken and why our society trusts in wrong, wrong role models because they can't trust their parental role models. Thank you, Jesus. We have to be examples. We have to be examples. Jesus, he modeled worship. He modeled worship. And worship isn't a song we sing. It's not the slow part of the music during a service. What is worship? It's, worship is just as much of what we let go of and give up. Worship is about letting go of control. Worship is about yielding yourself. You know, worship is about humility. See, I, and I see all these things with, with Abraham. I see all these things with Abraham. He was, he, he humbled himself. I, I see he, he humbled himself to obey God. He, 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 he put, he put God's agenda above his own. He, he, I see, I see faith. I, I see, I see hope in, 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 in the story of Abraham, but it all came down to worship. You know, in, in, in Philippians chapter two, it talks of Jesus and it says, it says that he humbled himself and he, he became like a man and he became a servant And I'm telling you, we, we have a world concept that, that as men, we, as followers, we have to be strong. We have to be in control. We have to have everything together that we can't make mistakes, that we can't do. That. And, and, and that's, not, that's not what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about you need, you need to live this way, way, that way, I'm talking about you have to come to a place where you submit yourself under the hand of God. I'm not talking about you being perfect as a father or you being perfect as a Christian or you having it all together. You're like, well, are you, are you saying two different things? No, no, I'm, I'm saying that, you, that your, your family and the people around you need to see you living a submitted life. And we can so try to control families, control people, control situations and control things instead of, instead of trying to control things. Let your family see you submit to the father and bring the, bring the family in and say, hey, hey, let's pray about this. Instead of you trying to, trying to figure out and put on a show that you got it all together. Jesus said he became a servant. Man. Tell you, you know, our, see, our, 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 our young people, they already see role models of pride. They already see role, model, role models of pride. Role models like Jay-Z. 
They, they don't need to see role, role models of pride. They see athletes. They, they see musicians. They see, they see pride. Amen. They need to see fatherly models. That what, it, what it means to work hard. What it means to submit. What it means to talk well of other people. Yeah, and if you're talking bad about other people in your home, you're modeling something. Yes. <laughs> Just preach out of my heart, okay? But, but really what all, all those things come down to, come down to a lack of, a lack of humbling ourselves under God's hand. And that's really what Jesus was dealing with, with, with the, the, or the, the, the Pharisees. He goes, we're Abraham's seed and we've never been in bondage to anyone. We got it all together. I'm not bound, I'm Abraham's seed. <laughs> he goes, but you don't do the works of Abraham. examples of worship let's be examples of surrender let's be examples Jesus modeled what he taught taught what he modeled he modeled the father I see I see the father in Jesus. Vic, when that day that he was about to be betrayed. You read John chapter 13. He's with his disciples and sitting there and he, he goes to them and and all of a sudden it's, it's just, a, but this was a different time. This was, this was something different was going on this time, Vic, and and all of a sudden he tells them, he goes, he goes, just recline, sit back. And Jesus takes off his outer garments and he pulls up a towel and he, and he starts taking a towel and he starts washing the disciples' feet. He goes to Peter and Peter says, I have need that you just wash me all over. <laughs> and, but he, he looked at Peter and he said, he goes, if I don't wash your feet, then you can't have no part of me. Jesus modeled what he taught and he taught what he modeled. I'm telling you, we, we, as a society, remember, remember the, the, the world and, the society, and society are totally diametrically opposed to each other. The society is get all you can and can all you get. I want what's mine. I'm entitled to this. That's mine. I have a right to this. But yet... Jesus taught about the kingdom and he modeled what the father and he pulls out a towel and he washes the disciples feet. Wow. Man, what an act of worship. What an act of surrender. And he tells me, he goes, you don't understand what I'm doing right now, but you will. You don't understand what I'm doing, but you'll understand it. 
as fathers, as role model, father models. Let's not be quick to be judges of people. But let's be quick to bow down and be a servant. And be an instrument that reveals the love and heart to the loving heart of the Father. Because there's something that I want you to see about this because it wasn't until Jesus did this. Because you read John chapter 13, when right after he did this, he tells them, now, now you can partake of my body. You see, this is all in context. He washes the disciples' feet and then he brings them to the communion table. He brings them to a place of worship. These aren't, these aren't seg- separate conversations that Jesus is having. He washes the disciples' feet for a reason. He washes her because it's an aspect of cleansing. He's, he's, cleansing, he, he's cleansing sin off them. He's cleansing, he's, he's cleansing the, 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 the religion off them. He's cleansing the judgment off them. He's, he's preparing them to be able to receive of something. But yet he did it by what? Becoming a servant. Fathers, instead of being ones that try to control our children with this, that, or the other. Be quick to bow down and wash the feet. Your spouse's feet. Whether naturally or whether spiritually. You say, Pastor, do you want me to go out and wash every one of my workplaces' feet? I'm not saying that. You got to hear my heart. Because Jesus modeled what he taught. And he taught what he modeled. And he modeled the Father. And when Jesus washed their feet, he said, now you can partake of my body. And it's so good to know that Jesus has already come. It's so grateful to know that Abraham was taking Isaac up on that altar. But I'm so grateful that, that God sent a ram. Abraham is so grateful that God sent a ram. You see, why, why did God do that? What was, this, what was this test all about with Abraham? You got to understand, God, can, God has to walk, work within the framework of his word. And if a man couldn't do it, then God couldn't do it. If a man wasn't willing to lay down his son, then that gave right for God to be able to do it. Me and the lad will go and worship. Jesus washed the disciples' feet so they could enter into this next aspect of worship. Because Jesus was that ram. Jesus was the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. Jesus was, he said, he goes, Abraham, he, he, said, he said, Abraham talked to me, but you don't, you don't understand what Abraham did. He talked about, well, Moses is, no, he, he, Moses talked about me. <laughs> you, you don't understand. 
It's about worshiping the Father. It's about bringing your life before the Father. And if we repent of our sins, the Lord says, He is just and faithful to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As the ushers prepare for us to take communion, you start passing that out. Go to second go to first Corinthians chapter eleven. No, do I? You say, Pastor Justin made some strong statements this morning. But I want you to know those strong statements, I'm speaking to myself as much as I'm speaking to you. You say, well, are you, are you speaking from a place of judgment this morning, Pastor? No, no, no. You know, I've, I've failed as a father. I know they're passing things out, but please, please try to pay attention. Hear this. I've, I've failed as a father. I've, I've failed as a husband. There's times I've failed in ministry. So please hear me. I'm, I'm not saying anything to you. The saying that I'm speaking from a position of judgment against you. There's this pressure that can come in, whether ministers, pastors, fathers, whatever it might be. This pressure that you have to be perfect. And there's something that I want my family to know. And that I want to be able to do with my family. You know, be vulnerable with those around you. I appreciate the, the, my, my generation before me. I appreciate my father. And he'll, he'll probably watch it later today and I, I would talk to him personally. But yet there's something about it, the generation that, that was almost like you couldn't, you couldn't share your weaknesses. It's almost like if you, if you shared your weaknesses and that meant some sort of sense, sense of, of weakness. Yes. I, 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 want, I want to be able to be honest with my son and saying, you know, you know what, that time I did that and I missed it. No, our, our fathers before us, they, they missed it. As a father, you're going to miss it from time to time. But it's not, it's not about taking that position of control and pride and having to man up. It's more or less taking the position of surrender. Let your family see your position of surrender. Because I'm telling you, when they see a position of surrender, oh, they'll see a position of authority. Because someone that can be under authority can operate in authority. 
So oftentimes we, we try to use our voice or use, use our position or use, use certain things to bring control to those around us when the greatest thing will be let them see your submission because then they'll hear your voice. I love doing things with my son. Love doing things. We have four amazing children. I don't call them, I don't have have three stepchildren. I have three bonus children. I love all of our children. When I'm, when I'm gone from here, gone to heaven, I want them to look back and say, well, he was this or he was that and sometimes he did this. And I want them to say, man, he had a heart after the father. And he modeled the father. He taught what he modeled and he modeled what he taught. So please hear me. I, don't come to you with words of judgment this morning. When I come to you with words that, that you, can, you can sit back and say, it's okay that I'm, I'm not perfect. But at the same time, don't settle for that imperfection. Pursue the relationship. Pursue the presence. Let me read this to you before we take communion. You start in verse 17. It talks about the Lord's Supper. Thank you, Father. Verse 23, Paul says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Remember, what did he do before he took that bread? He washed the disciples' feet. It was a cleansing aspect. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup. And when he had stopped saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But verse 28 says, but let a man. Say, let a man. Examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. He that eats and drinks unworthily eateth and drinks damnation to himself. Not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. Verse 31. For if we would judge ourselves. We should not be judged. Now for if we judge ourselves. It doesn't say God judging you. For if we judge ourselves. See that's, that's a position in place of surrender. The communion table is a position in a place of surrender. That communion table is almost like you don't know what direction to do. You don't know what direction to go. 
but you're like me and the lad. Let's go. We're going to go yonder and we're going to come again. The communion table, that's what, that's what, that's what that table is. That, that, that Isaac taking him up on the arm, that is the communion table. Because he later on, he says, and in that seed, Abraham, in that seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And he was talking about Christ. But he tells us in here, Paul tells us, he goes, I want you to examine yourself. And he says, judge yourself. It's okay. It's okay to go to your family and your children. It's okay to go to your spouse and say, you know what? I didn't respond in the right. It's okay. Teach. We live in a society where, where, where almost repentance is wrong. And repentance is a sign of weakness. I'm telling you it's okay for your children to see your vulnerability before God. I'm telling you... If any place to see vulnerability, let them see it in your worship. Because you will be the example of worship they see. How they come to church, how they do, how they read the word, how they do things is going to be because we modeled it. So let's be models of what it means to examine our lives, but also judge ourselves. Father, we come to that table today. We come to the communion table today. Thank you, Father. We come to that table today. And we examine ourselves. And we judge ourselves. to you. We come to you, Jesus. I believe as you come to him and and as you judge yourself, I, I can just see spiritually the Holy Spirit. I see spiritually Jesus just like he was on that that day with that towel in his hands, just washing your feet, cleansing you, washing off the dirt of the past, washing off the past offenses. Washing off the failures, the mistakes, washing off. We receive Jesus. We receive Jesus as a just sacrifice. And Father, we come to worship today. And we come and we surrender today. Not in a place of sorrow, not in a place of feeling unworthy, but in a place that Jesus made available for us. The communion table. This table that represents mercy. I declare his mercy washes over you right now. 
I declare His grace washes over you right now. I declare His strength washes over you right now. I declare His peace washes over you right now. Hold His body up. Lord, we thank You for Your body. That was broken for us. We stand here as the body of Christ. We stand here already cleansed. We thank you for that body. We remember that sacrifice. We remember the stripes that were laid upon your back for our healing. We can even see the the blood running down your forehead from the thorns that were pierced in your brow. That blood that's pouring down from your brow, Lord, I thank you that we lay hold of that that was sufficient for our peace of mind. We thank you for your body. And we receive the strength that comes from that body. We take of it in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, for the blood. The blood that's cleansed us from all unrighteousness. Father, that this blood, this communion table, this cup, as we look at it, would forever mark us that represents the mercy that's been made available to us. That today we know we've been cleansed. And because of that, we can come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy. Father, I thank you. It's your blood, according to Ephesians, that brought us near. I thank you that that as the body of Christ and as believers, as fathers, as leaders, we don't look from the outside looking in, but Father, I thank you that we have a front row seat to your mercy. We have a front row seat in your righteousness. We have, we have, been, we have been brought near to you because of this blood. And I thank you that you make all things new. I thank you that you forgive us, you restore us, I thank you that every past, every failure, every mistake, every sin is in the past. And I thank you that you said in your word that you no longer judge us according to our past iniquities. You said it's thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. So I thank you. That means today is a new day. As we're at the communion table, today is a new day. And Father, from this day forward, I thank you that we will model what we teach and we'll teach what we model and we'll model the heart of the Father and we'll model a life of worship and we take of the blood in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, I declare of you today, you stand cleansed, you stand forgiven. Hallelujah. You stand, whole, you stand before Him holy today. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, thank you, Father. Hallelujah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. While you have your heads bowed for a moment, just if you're here today and, and you're saying, saying, Pastor Justin, you know, I, my father went, my father went to be, be, be to, went to heaven and my, my, my father, I, I miss my father and I need peace today. I want you to slip your hand up right where you are. Slip your, slip your hand up. If you, you, you your father passed away and, and, and you, you miss it, you miss it. Just, just lift your hand up. Maybe, maybe you didn't have a father growing up and, and there was a, you didn't have that figure in your life that you, you thought you should have, or your father did you wrong some way or somehow, or, or maybe abused that no, no one knows about, but yet there's some deep seated thing in your heart today. <clears throat> if that's you, just while the heads are about, you lift your hand, lift your hand. No one's looking around to judge you in any way, but just lift your hand, lift your hand. Hallelujah. 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 If you lifted your hand, I speak peace over you today. 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 Oh, hallelujah. I speak peace over you today. Oh, hallelujah. I speak the loving arms of the Father surrounding you today, empowering you today, strengthening you today. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father. Hallelujah for the, the Father's. Hallelujah. I thank you that you put the solitary in families. I thank you that you're a father to the fatherless. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. That there would be a strength to let go and a strength to forgive. And even a a healing of a broken heart, a healing so much so that you can't remember the hurt, remember what you went through. And the enemy would no longer use that to be a, a hindrance for your future. You're a good, good father. You're a good, good father. You're a good, good father. And we thank you for it today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you receive that today, give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, hallelujah.